Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor. And then you decide for yourself. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. This is episode number 40. Don't text your ex. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have my lovely friends from the Black Pill Podcast with me, Shane and Ken. How the heck are you guys? Awesome. Thank you so much for having us. I love your intro music. I kind of wish you had video. I was sitting here strumming my guitar like I was Marty McFly across the stage when I heard it. I was going to say. I'm loving that. Bob wrote it. Dude, badass, man. I was sitting here rocking my head. I want that now. So I got to steal that from Janet. (laughs) You're going to steal my music. Hey, I just want to tell you guys, I'm tickled pink that you're on here today because your post today you have over 109,000 downloads now. Congratulations, thank gentlemen. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Hell yeah, man. It feels so good, dude. feels awesome. Hey, and yes, it does feel awesome, but also know that you're a part of that. You've been a guest on our show, so we um, appreciate all our listeners and everybody that tunes in and downloads and listens, obviously, but we're equally as grateful for the many, many great guests we have. And Janet, you are one of them. Hell yeah. Our show wouldn't be anything without our guests and especially a very deplorable person like you. (laughs) Golf clap, golf clap. (laughs) I'm really happy though, because uh, your show is very successful, but here's the thing. You guys bring fire every single episode. Your guests are amazing. Your listeners are amazing. And I am quite honored that you had me on your show, and I'm so happy you're here with me today. Thank you, and we are equally as happy to join you. So we're going to have balloons and beer. (laughs) Hey, no I'm tickled pink right now, Janet, if we only had video. Exactly, right? (laughs) Now, Shane, I do have to ask, um, because your listeners want to know, is Shane okay? I'm okay. I'm well. And actually... Shameless plug here. If you guys want to, the question was finally asked. So for anyone who's listening, who's like, what is Janet talking about? Yes. Janet's checking in on me to see if I'm doing okay. Yes, I'm okay. But the running joke is, so I host the show. Kenny's the co-host. I kick off every episode, just like you did, uh, Janet. And I typically always ask like, Kenny, how you doing, man? How was your weekend? Or whatever that is, the check-in. Kenny never, never checks on you. Asks me. Shame on you. Bad co-host. <laughs> well, he always he messes with my head though all the time though. So it's I don't I don't know what he's gonna do half the intros. I don't know. I gotta keep, hey, she said you gotta bring the fire, so I gotta keep you on your toes. It keeps me on my toes too. So thanks for asking. I am doing wonderful, doing I'm very well. Happy to hear that. Yes. yes. I made it you through. Know, 
you know what else people want to know about you? What's that? People want to know Shane's stories. Ooh. Know I have story. to hear some Shane stories. Oh, man. Okay. Gather around, children. Yeah. Papa <laughs> Shane's about to tell some stories. I knew this is what's funny. I knew you're going to ask this, and I'm like, I don't even know what to share, what to start. Because, you know, Kenny has some great ones because he, he'll go out and crack his head open or <laughs> do something like that. And I try to keep it a little more mellow, especially when we're out partying, drinking, having a few cocktails and things like that. So. I have to ask, uh, Ken, is he really mellow, like every time you guys go out? Um, so, see, that's that's the trick in it all, because at a certain point in the night, I'm having so much fun that, like, my memory can't even, like, collect everything that's coming in. I black out. So I, I don't remember if he's being crazy or not, because there's just so much fun coming in my head that my memory can't take it all. Well, just like, so for me, like, uh, a couple Sundays ago, we went out to watch. It was one of the early rounds of the NCAA basketball tournament. I met one of my buddies out at one of our local bars and I had just got back from seeing my grandmother and I didn't eat anything all day. So I just got there, got a drink, started watching the game. And the next thing I knew, like for whatever reason that was going on, it was like four shots, boom, 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 within like 30 minutes. And I have a couple of drinks and go about my night and I get up to go take a piss and like, you know how when you sit down, it doesn't really hit you until you do that first get up. So I got mm -hmm. up to go to the bathroom and I was like, whoa, dude, like <laughs> way more drunk than I realized. So I walked to the bathroom and as I'm taking a piss, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm out. I Irish goodbye. I didn't even say <laughs> bye to my friends. I went out the back door, got my Uber and went home. <laughs> You didn't even go to the bathroom? Oh, no, no, no. I made that decision while I was taking the piss. Cause even my so I'll do that though, because I don't I'm I don't want to end up in the road a bloody mess like Ken shamelessly will do. And I know my limits. So I'm like, dude, it's time to go home. Got home, had my two slices of pizza, and I went to bed. And that's like I'll do that because I'll be honest, as I drink more and go out more. I pay for it, not even just the next day, the next two days. Right? So I get these terrible hangovers. And even, you know, the first day is like the physical hangover where your head hurts and, you know, you're just, I don't know, I feel like I got hit by a truck a lot of times. So <laughs> I'm just like tone it down on that. But even the second day now, like I'll start to feel better physically, but the like mental fogginess, I'm not right, all there, the like yeah, the head hang like that type of hangover still sticks with me. So these two day hangovers really just they take it out they take it out of me. See, and that's my problem because the older I get, the longer they last, and that is why I no longer drink hard liquor. Yeah, yeah, I say that too, but I have bad friends with bad influences that ask me to come out to the bar just for a drink, and then. I teleport and wake up on my couch the next day. I don't know what happens, but I just know I have It's very not teleportation. That's called binge drinking, Ken. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you trying to tell me that Shane is responsible for your behavior? No, because it's not always Shane. It's just friends <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> is there any particular friend in the neighborhood that could be causing that irresponsibility? Yeah, his name's Ken. <laughs> yeah, it's my, it's my own damn fault. <laughs> I will own so, up to that. So I got to know about the texting your ex business. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, we got to get into this and have a serious conversation. 
We can we can get into because it's going to be more so on Ken. But I'll, the reason I said it is yes, it definitely is more so Ken. But I have this whole thing. It's actually on my whiteboard, and I don't know if I'm going to make it into a book or a movie or it was something I even tossed around as like way before we even started a podcast is starting a podcast about, but I always call it don't watch reruns. It's like, what's don't watch reruns. It's like, well, okay. Like you sit down and you watch every single episode of friends or Seinfeld or whatever your show is you're watching. And it's like, why are you going to go back? I know it's funny, but you already went through that experience once and yeah, it was good. Fine. But like go experience something new in life. Right. Right. So, for me, like I've been single for some time, but that doesn't mean that I haven't had like little, I'll call them relationships, but I don't know, whatever you, friends with benefits, whatever you want to refer to it, right? I'll stop short of saying it's a girlfriend. But inevitably, like these things run their course and you do what you do and then you guys split apart. But then, you know, just like we were just talking about, you end up having a night out where it's 2 a.m. And the next thing you know, you're on your phone texting one of them. And it's like, okay. You do the whole like midnight rendezvous thing and it's great and everything, but then there's everything else that comes after it. So my whole thing was like, all right, dude, you got to stop watching reruns. Stop, stop doing all that stuff. Don't make the 2 a.m. booty calls. It's just, it's not a good spot to be in for either party involved. Just move on and experience something new in life. Watch a new TV show, read a new book, find a new chick. You know, and watch a new TV show that isn't a remake of something they've already done. Well, and that's all they are. So it's, that's when exactly. you guys And that's all they are. Every, every story that's ever been told on TV or movie has already been told. So you really are just watching, rewatching any one of those. So like I said, the trick is to kind of find, and that's where I've been reading way more than I have watching because I don't know, TV just seems to be the same thing. Whether, no matter what it is, even on Gaia, I have that Gaia network, which is, I don't know, this metaphysical or spiritual version of Netflix. And there's some right. good stuff on there, but a lot of it now I'm watching, I'm like, this is shit, the propaganda they play on the history channel and everything. So exactly. Anything- Anything you consume through a screen, whether it's your phone, your TV, um, a movie projector, whatever the hell it is, you got to be wary of it. It's because they're all involved in yeah. everything that we see. Yes. Yes. So, so Ken, what is your stance on don't texting, ex, don't text exes? No, I, I agree with everything Shane said. And it's not that I don't agree with it. It's that I don't practice what I preach, so to speak. Um, but I even I've said it before too, like when even my friends in the past, like, why the hell are you hitting up your ex? Like, how many stories you know, like, oh yeah, we broke up, but then we got back together and it was all perfect. We all changed. It's never the case. So I know it's a bad idea, and I but again, I'm a jackass, so Sometimes I just like think of the good stuff and I'm like, yeah, we'll see what's going on. But it, again, it, it never really ends well. And it's never really something I, I don't know. It's just a weird conversation. I have to have like the next day with them or something like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. my, my bad about that 2 AM W I D, you know, what are you doing? You up? Like, I can't be doing that shit no more. <laughs> I just have a question for both of you. Like, is it magical punani that makes you keep coming back to the same people? Because I have never texted an ex, uh, like ever. No, I think it's, I mean, maybe. No, I don't think it's magical. <laughs> maybe not the word. I don't know. Maybe it is. But it's more like I said, it's like the 2 a.m. thing. You're out, you're drunk, you're feeling it, and you're like, yeah, why not? You know, you're feeling a little loose. You're like, you know what? Why not fire off this message and see what magic could happen? Why don't you just find somebody else for magic to happen with well, that you haven't I, yeah. already? I, well, because well, so I'm like a child. Is, 
I can't let go. That's my, <laughs> that's my well, issue. Or, or, or it comes into the, uh, what's more convenient or what's easier at the time, right? Like you're drunk, yeah, you're drooling on yourself cause you're wasted. So you could like venture down the bar and or wherever you're at, I guess, and find something new or go on that new adventure. Or you could just shoot type five words into a phone and boom, there you go. <laughs> No, I'd be looking for something new, and I'd be coming up to him going, you want some of this beef jerky? See, but this is the- roast beef. <laughs> I like- oh, no, you oh, have God, to mention that. I have to tell you a story. God love her. Like, my poor, my poor daughter, every time she gets sick and throws up, whether it's from drinking or whatever, anything she eats comes out her nose. <laughs> so I've seen like spaghetti, like rotini oh. pasta, like all kinds of stuff. She calls me yesterday morning and we're sitting there eating breakfast. And she's like, yeah, I got really sick last night. And she goes, you know, I have that thing with my nose. And I said, yeah, what was it this time? <laughs> she's like, Arby's roast beef. <laughs> <laughs> so there were meat flaps hanging out her nostrils. Vag face. <laughs> I know that's gross, but I just had to share that because you said Arby's. Yeah, I had to bring it up because we talked about it last time we talked too. So, <laughs> yes, yes, we did. I have I think so many the, stories. Uh, the the don't text your ex thing though is like a good example that we can all relate to on some level. It's kind of almost like a microcosm of life, right? Like we, I mean, on the large scale, you have people who talk about how we're stuck in this time loop, right? And it it goes through Saturn, and that low frequency is sent to the moon, and then it's down to Earth to keep us trapped in this low vibrational state here on the planet. But it's like we're comfortable with that loop. And you like to stay in the box and it's a lot easier, like I said, to send those five words in a text message to someone or something you're already familiar with than it is to venture down three bar stools and strike up a new conversation with a stranger because at the end of the day, what you're really afraid of is rejection and that's just your ego getting in the way of everything. And I think that's really you know, where the microcosm of life is, you know, people that aren't happy with their jobs or their relationship or any of those things is you're unhappy with everything, but yet you're also more scared of what could be on the other side because all you think about is everything bad rather than think of all the great things that might happen if you just take that step. Well, people fear the unknown, dude. It's what it always is. Yeah. Like even with conspiracies, people are just, they're afraid because they don't know. <laughs> I I fear like my exes more than I fear like talking to someone I don't know yet because like my ex-husband was the seven second wonder of the world. (laughs) (laughs) And so that is not even worth the money for a phone call. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Shit. No, but getting back, like, I like talking to strangers almost more than people I know. It's more fun. I do too. It's fantastic. Yeah, and you get to really read people and start figuring them out, and it, it's mm-hmm. fun that yeah. way, dude. And they're super interested in everything you say because it's all new to them, so it's not like your friends that have heard the same shit. So you can kind of retell stories, man. And you seem like a, I don't seem like the coolest dude in the world. Yeah, see, I love that about life. Like anytime we go somewhere, and a lot of times he'll be like, oh, "What was that about? Like, who is that? Where do you know them from?" And I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> like, like I'm just talking to somebody in the grocery store. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, hey, I'm a hang out. <laughs> I'll talk with anybody. You sit down next to me. That's your own fault. Enter at your own risk. It's like the splash zone over at uh, SeaWorld, dude. You come close, <laughs> you're getting roped in, dude. 
Hey, did you ever see those videos during COVID at that restaurant that had the people in the tables where they had this round circle table around them? Oh, yeah. It's like attached to a walker. That's the Kenny circle. Stay out of that circle. Yeah. You're in an arm's reach. You're done, dude. <laughs> so, Sometimes my voice carries so I can still just go, hey! That's you, you. <laughs> he would be so fun to hang out with. So I've got to ask you guys, like, what was it that made you start a podcast in the first place? I got to know. You, I'll, well, here, here I'll, go, I'll go because it really, I don't know that we ever, not not at least together, decided initially, like, let's start a podcast. We eventually got there. But how it kind of happened was we would uh, just being out and about, people would hear our conversation and people would be like, you guys should just start a podcast and talk about this stuff. And it really, Kenny has always been into weird stuff and conspiracy stuff and all of that. And I kind of was in my own little sheltered way it had to do more with finance because my my background i have an economics degree and an mba and i was always involved Mm -hmm. in the stock market and everything and once i started to see things especially around early 2020 just not really make sense from that perspective Mm -hmm. like kenny will even say like i texted kenny one day and i was like hey dude what are all your conspiracy guys saying because i started i was like all right i want to hear what they have to say is going on about this because again from the from the finance from the financial side nothing made sense so as we started to talk more on that level about the conspiracy stuff it was like dude maybe we should think about just making a podcast and then that's kind of how it kicked off and this was even before we got locked down then the lockdown happened and everything kind of just really sped up from there because you couldn't do anything and me and him live five minutes apart so we would hang out during the lockdown yeah you heard us we broke the rules we hung out um <laughs> rebels but it, but it led to us just sitting together talking more and more and then it got to the point where it was like okay like let's just pull the trigger and do this and we sat down we picked a name and we started picking topics and it kind of just spun from there and you know it, it really is therapeutic too just like talking yeah. all this shit out because i mean a lot of times yeah me and shank kind of go back and forth but I feel like when you record it, you can kind of work stuff out because it's it just feels different with a mic in front of you. You know what I mean? So as opposed mm-hmm. to like going to the bar and trying to find people that will sit down and actually hear you out. It's like you can kind of get all this shit off your chest, get it out there. And obviously people liked what they were hearing. And, you know, now we're over 100,000 downloads. Dude. Well, hello. <laughs> of course they like what they're hearing. So can you had like more of a conspiracy mind? Is that yeah. right? Yeah, like and you were you were like down all kinds of rabbit holes going, oh my god, look at this, look at this, look at this, and yeah, and it, Shane, you were more reserved on that. Well, and that's kind of how we started. It was like because um, I think our first like ten episodes it was just me and him sitting down, and we would just get like a a bunch like three or four different topics. We get all our uh, you know our research together, and I would just start going down the conspiracy side, the free thinking side, and Shane. It's not that he was like like shooting it down, he would always ask the more practical questions. Well, why about this? Why about that? And as we started going, it's like, you're kind of working through each conspiracy, which made it a hell of a lot of fun, man. And I think we both learned shit. Oh yeah. You know, and I think that's like my husband and I are the same way because he has the same background. He's very analytical. And so he looks at everything as a, you know, like a, in an analytical way and like, does it make sense? And, you know, 
whatever, step by step. And I'm the one that's like, oh, my God, did you hear <laughs> blah, 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 blah. We have some very interesting conversations about stuff. So what um, – and we'll start, we'll start with Shane first. What is your favorite episode you've ever done or – if you don't want to feel like yeah. you're being put on the spot, what is your favorite topic to cover? Well, I love everything. I love guests that um, we can kind of cover an array of things that kind of border and tie in kind of conspiracy to spirituality. That's what I think our show is right. in general. I call it conspirituality all the time. So I love people like that. I love having those types of conversations. Uh, some of our favorite, my favorite ones, I love when the group gets together. Um, probably like when I, and I say the group, so we do this thing with my Maria human vibration, Nick Hinton, Ken and I, we call poutine in the quarantine. And I love those. And it's probably not so much for the, the final result that people get to listen to being the podcast. It's just the time we get to spend together ahead of it. And after it, uh, mm -hmm. being together, as far as guests we have, Man, we've had some really good ones. Like Amy, Amy says, what the fuck? She oh, just yeah. knocked knocked it out of the park. Like one of our better episodes. One that of our was best fantastic. Episodes. Yeah. She's, she's fantastic. Um, we just had a conversation with Brother Berg, a guy from Twitter who he's just like Ken and I. So when you can like just riff behind a microphone with mm -hmm. people who are just kind of like you, I love doing that. Um, Maverick Matthews has been great. So again, just anyone who can kind of just, I love when we have someone who comes on, who's an expert in an area, like we had David Brody on, he comes in and talks about the, how there were Romans in America before Christopher Columbus. And he's, it blows your mind. You're like, holy shit, like this is incredible. And those ones are great too. So it's just, it's hard to pick just one guest. Cause I'm like, yeah, I have my top five, I think. But every time I have someone else on, I'm like, dude, they just blew it. They just knocked it out. So, so you're basically the your favorite stuff, though. I mean, you like everything, but your favorite thing is the spiritual side. I do because I think the, the conspiracy stuff. I think gets to a point. I mean, I don't know. You can't ever prove or disprove conspiracy. They're always like never ending. Maybe you can. Maybe someone's listening out there and be like, "Yeah, you can." I uh, set my flag <laughs> in the sand here, but the. The spiritual side of things, when we talk about like the illusion of reality or what is reality, it's just so hard to comprehend and understand. And that really fascinates me because it's almost like a never ending discussion. And it's really just your, it's your reality. It's whatever you want it to be. Exactly. So Ken, same question for you. Like what is your favorite either episode or favorite topic to cover? Well, I'll start with some episodes. Like like Shane said, dude, our guests are so awesome. That's what makes our show great. So it's like I can kind of go through and say, like, I remember at first it was like Human Vibration, then uh, Bishop Gators, and then we're going through now some of these awesome ones like the Von Galt. That had to be one of the top ones because, again, we are the Conspirituality kind of podcast. I'm into the spiritual spirituality side, which I think is very interesting, but still – the stuff I really like to hit, I still like the regular conspiracies. I still like diving into that stuff because it's still fun to me. And mm -hmm. I think you got to have fun doing this stuff because, I mean, like Shane said, like the spirituality shit and like what is reality, sometimes that shit can get pretty deep and heavy. Not to say that, you know, the rabbit hole you can go down conspiracy side isn't, but and maybe it's that inner reflection you need to make with the spirituality side that does make it hard. You know what I mean? It's not just simply, you know, reading some books or, you know, looking at a website and figuring it out. It takes more thought. So I think it's a little bit 
not it's not as much fun. It's a little bit more work, which I don't think it's a bad thing. Um, but yeah, like I said, I still love hitting the regular conspiracies, like going over some of the sh- stupid news shit, the stuff with government. I still like hitting that up. But again, I like looking at the bigger picture at the same time. You know what's so funny is that we did not plan any of this beforehand today. And I literally have a list of things sitting next to me that I wanted to cover. And it's so your answers are hilarious because it's everything I wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just going to say I must be like vibing on your level or something and picked up what synchronicities, man. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, there's a reason. There's a reason all of us connect and right now it's all digitally and everything. And we, there's a reason we all go on each other's podcasts and stuff because we all do vibe at that same frequency. And it's, again, it's no coincidence. Like Kenny calls them synchronicities and stuff, but it's just the, the universe acts in specific ways and it's typically ways that you want it to act. So there's a reason that Ken and I connected and did this podcast. There's a reason that we had uh, you on our show and now we're on your show because we're all kind of in this same we're in the same reality, experience it, experiencing it uh, kind of in a similar fashion. You know, and that's so funny because I had a conversation with somebody on Twitter today, or no, Instagram, and they reached out and they were like, hey, you know, uh, we should do a show together sometime, whatnot. And I've never heard of this person before. And I was like, well, yeah, that could be fun. And within literally five minutes, it was so weird because we're like, finishing each other's sentences at the same time and talking about like the exact type in the exact same stuff at the same time. And I was like, Whoa, that, that was so weird. Like, I don't even know you. I've never talked to you before. So that and that's cool. That's like back to what we were talking about earlier though. Those are cool interactions that you can have. That's what happens when you don't text your ex, right? You start a new <laughs> conversation with a new person. You have this amazing experience with them where, yeah, you're finishing each other's sentences and then you come to find out that you guys are into the same stuff and it can get even deeper from there. But those are the real actual moments that happen in life when you kind of step outside that box, you talk to a new person or you just challenge yourself. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, think- real quick, Janet, I wanted to yeah. tell you last night, I thought, cause this is another weird synchronicity. Yeah, so, so to speak, a uh, guy I haven't talked to in a long time, he texts me, he goes, dude, listen to your podcast for the first time. Deplorable Janet. Awesome. Love her. Love the episode. Love the show. Like, I just want to let you know that people loved your episode though. You know, and I appreciate that because, and a lot of people, it's weird because like this guy that reached out to me today, he's like, I really did not think he would answer me. (laughs) And I don't know what it is that people have that, have that wall up thinking that I won't message them back. Literally the only people that I don't respond to are the people who send me a super creepy message. <laughs> or a right dick pic you can bat. put in the stash. <laughs> oh my God. That, no, yeah. no, I got to tell you, like after I did your show, I get, you know how on Instagram now, like I don't have Facebook, mm-hmm. but people from Facebook could message you on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's yep. a new thing. Yep. And so I get this message after I did your show that was like, what's up, girl? You're suppy. <laughs> like, you want to pick? And I'm like, <laughs> duh, fuck. No, 
dude. Like I didn't even answer. I'm like, delete, delete message. (laughs) Those are literally the only people that I don't respond to. Uh And I, I just love to like talk to new people and interact with people and talk about like all kinds of things. Like I'm into so many things. I can't even, you know, wouldn't even be able to like write them all down. So I'm with it. I, I I'm love with that it. though. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, I do, I do want to talk to you about, about the, uh, what you posted about the high vibration energy beings Mm-hmm. because I have talked about this, oh my God, for so long that like anytime you are negative and like, oh, my life sucks. Oh my God, my day was awful. Like everything keeps going wrong, blah, blah, blah. You put that out into the universe. That is exactly what you draw back to you. Yeah. Like me, I have no drama in my life. I'm a happy person. I'm silly. I'm a weirdo. And so that's the kind of things I get back is just complete positivity. Like I don't, I don't pull in any of that negative stuff like at all, ever. It's, we get, it's like the loop I just talked about that we get trapped in. And it's a lot easier for what, I mean, we can even talk on why, but. It's so much easier for people to get stuck in that negative loop and continue to do that. And I, what's weird to me that they don't realize is like that negativity. And I guess it's because everyone, it's easy to be the victim, right? And point the finger and blame something or someone else as opposed to looking at yourself and being like, I am the source of this negativity. So to your point, everything is exactly what you said. If you put out all these negative emotions, negative thoughts, whatever it is that you put out, it's going to come right back to you. That's how the universe works. I mean, when we talk about co-creating with the universe, that's exactly it. You've just created, you've co-created with the universe, a negative reality around you. So if you, and it's not that simple, I get it. But if you just flip that and you wake up in the morning and you say, I'm going to have a wonderful, joyous, abundant, beautiful day, you're going to go out and you're going to have that kind of day. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, the the crazy thing is because we are um, charged beings ourselves mm-hmm. and everything inside of us is a charged particle, mm-hmm. when you put out negativity and you get negativity back, that makes you a negative charged mm-hmm. being, mm-hmm. which is what causes uh, your sickness, your mental illness. Yes. Diseases. Um, you know all this. High you're blood, in the, you're high in blood the pressure. Field. Well, shit. Yeah. You, you know, you know the placebo effect works. So all it yeah. is is in your mind, dude. They say fifty yeah, percent of the time with placebo. So anything in your life, if you have the right attitude and mindset, the wheel of dharma. You know what I mean? Right mindfulness, right concentration, right view. All that shit right. will get you to where you want to be. Well, and it's that is yes. And what people also don't realize is your your body itself, you are humans are so when you talk about high vibes and low vibes and frequencies and everything, your body is a like you're an energy producing and feeling machine. You have a central nervous system. We need electrolytes. Like your brain has brain waves. Like you're this, you're this yeah, you're this machine that we don't realize. Like, like people say it all the time. They don't even realize that what they're saying is, and they're like, yeah, I just like, I just picked up bad vibes from that person. Like, well, what do you think that is? 
I am a hundred percent that person <clears throat> because I'm an empath. Mm-hmm. I can feel people's energy, yep. aura, whatever you want to call it, yep. from a mile away. But it also works in the reverse because, like I've talked about this before, uh, Bob and I are very like connected, and I know when he's sick. Yeah, because really. I can feel his symptoms and I'll be like, I'll call him and I'll be like, dude, what's going on? Like, what's up? Are you having a flare up or like, what's what's up? And that happened again the other day. And he was like, dude, he's like, that is so weird. And I'm like twice now, like twice in one day, like I just had a feeling about you. And then there you are and you appear. Right. I'm like, well, it's you- just weird. Maybe you manifested that shit. You ever think of that? Maybe you're getting him sick. What are you doing? What is this? You try to keep him sick? You try to help him? <laughs> nah, see, I give him I give him all the positive energy. That's why he calls me. He like I'm an I'm a surrogate mommy <laughs> 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 for him because you know, like he calls me and talks to me about like personal problems and whatnot. Everybody does. Like they call me the therapist. Because well, you know what? I feel like everybody people, talks to me. You're comfortable to talk to because they know you've done some fucked up shit in your life. So anything they say, you're oh. like, well, you know, Janet's probably been there before. You know, she oh, she understands. You have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, it's the whole back to like how you feel when you're like when you know someone has a bad vibe or you can feel their bad mm-hmm. vibes. It also works the other way. Right. Where you can right. tell. Like you, you know the person you talk about, you're like, man, so-and-so, Shane or Ken or Janet, they're just always happy, right? And you always admit this. You always admit out that you're kind of a safe space, right? And I always find myself in conversations like that as well where people are telling you certain things and they oh, might yeah. end up telling you a story and they get 10 or 20 minutes into their story and they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I just told you all this, but I just uh, felt yes. compelled to and I felt like it was okay to share with you because- that 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 energy, everything's energy, right? The the sounds, oh, yeah. the everything, everything is energy, right? So when you emit that out there, your light shining like that, people pick up on that. And sometimes it's so subconscious that, like I just said, 30 minutes into a conversation, they're going, Oh my God, I can't believe I told you all this, but they're totally okay with it because that's just where you're at. And that's so true. Like I feel like sometimes my husband and I, if we go somewhere, we have a flashing beacon over our head. That's like, please come here. <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, whenever I go out, it's like I have a sign that it's like, yeah, let's, yeah I got to go talk to Ken. Like, <laughs> literally, it's like a, a moth delight. It is fine. Yeah, it is. And it's it's the funniest thing because like people would just come up like random people. Like we used to go to one particular bar all the time and like we're regulars and just like hung out because we like music. So it wasn't really going there to like get sloshed. It was going there to, you know, watch bands and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we've hung out with some really cool bands. But, you know, um, like we would go and people would come up to me that like have never spoken to me before. I may have seen them, but they would tell me literally their entire life story. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, okay, well what are we going to do about it then? (laughs) And that's why they called me the therapist. And like, even when I was doing nursing, they used to call me doctor all the time, (laughs) even though I'm not a doctor because patients would tell me things that they certainly would not ever tell the doctor. Yeah. 
You got a trusting got a face. Thing. I, got a, I got a funny one to throw in there. Do it. Um, Kenny just put up on his Instagram a uh, story that he's recording with deplorable Janet. Janet. Kenny, go Janimate. check. Janimate. I, of course, as I'm about to rip Kenny for a spelling, I, I say Janimate. Kenny, really is, Kenny, is, Kenny is recoding with deplorable Janet. Oh, my God. <laughs> leaving it. I'm leaving it. Fuck it. Are you, we are recoding. Are you, we're recoding the Matrix right now. That's what are we're doing. You, there we go. Nice Are you work, trying to man. recode me? Are you trying to recode me? You, well, don't I don't even know me. if you're real, Janet. For all I know, you're CGI. You're just like, you're just like Epstein. Dean Biden, all of them. Jan- what did I say? Janimate? Janimate, yeah. Janimate, Just call Janimate. me Janimate from Janimate. now on. That's your that's But your you body. know who you know who I am. Uh did you ever see Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. Damn it, Janet. Oh my that's God. why I always say that. Planet Planet <sighs> Janet, like my uh used to be co host. Ever since I've known him, he used to call me Planet Janet <laughs> all the time. Yep. And even wrote a song about me. Oh so there you go. Damn it, Janet's wearing a purple suit in this video clip. I just oh, d- dude, and I just I just found a tank top that says "Damn it, Janet." I'm gonna have to buy it and send it to you. That's that's even better. <laughs> Make sure you have a really large size to fit the tatas. <laughs> so <laughs> the puppies, the puppies, let them breathe. So I got to ask you guys, like, have you guys, even at work or anything, ever been forced to take, like, a, a personality survey? Um, I have applying for jobs. Um, I don't think I ever worked at those places, but they were all um, big military contractors and stuff like that. I think the one uh, at Lockheed, yeah. they made me do it. And, um, yeah, another aerospace company. But, yeah, not the one I, not any of the ones I worked at, though. Shane, have you ever had to do that? No, the only time I had to do anything like this, and I don't even know if it's the same thing that you're talking about, was when I worked at I worked at a bank and our our manager at the time made our whole team take, I guess it was a personality test to figure out like who each of us were and we had to share it with the team. Yes. And I've, you know, some of them like put people into categories of colors and other, you know, other ones are just like, you know, like you're an aggressive leader or you're, you know, this or that. And we're like groups, everybody. And a lot of companies, like even the teaching hospital that I worked at, like made us take one of those because there were so many like personality clashes because there's so many employees and everybody is so completely different. So they made us take these stupid tests. And it was like, oh, well, these people over here, they're yellow color. Basically, sunshine and rainbows shoot out their ass. <laughs> and they're okay with everything. Everything is okie dokie. Yeah, but again, those and are he- just, you're sitting in front of a computer. You can, you know, okay, what answers they want to hear. You know what I mean? You know what they're looking for. Oh, no, so that I whole was time- honest. Yeah, well, I you can honest. be honest. I mean, that's what I did, but you could definitely, you could definitely fudge the numbers and make it sound like hey, you are that rainbow guy with, you know, rainbows coming out my ass and uh, ponies running around my head. I don't know. It was so funny though, because like I turned up to be like a red personality and red is like the most severe psychopath. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it's kind of like the psychopath <laughs> thing, it, which is funny because I'm a Scorpio, but I'm not really a psychopath. But I'm a red personality, and it was like 
because, yeah, because I like to get stuff done and I like to do it efficiently. And, uh, yeah, like I'm going to take charge and take control of things if I have to and, you know, whatnot. But I'm not an asshole. But oh, I, well, that's I like mean. all, all now stop it. You know, <laughs> you, you know, you secretly like me. I do. So it's funny though, that like corporations and stuff even do these things to put people in a box. Well, I don't even think that's funny. I think that's totally by design because if you think about yes. how a corporation operates, they need people in boxes and they need them in very specific boxes because that that organization, if they had a bunch of people like you just described yourself, Janet, they wouldn't have any of the worker bees to kind of do all the support. Exactly. Administrative works like that. And then you would just have a bunch of other people. You just have a bunch of people running around trying to do their own whatever it is at that point. So, yeah, there's a very specific reason they do it. I don't think it's funny um, or or an accident whatsoever. No, and that's, you know, kind of the point that I'm getting at is that not only is this happening in society where, you know, like, um, where like Twitter separates people, Instagram separates people, you know, whatever. And it's like, everybody has to be in a box Mm -hmm. and it's about conformity and change and the push to make you who you're not. And here's a case in point. Like my husband has a new boss. And it's like, he gets along with literally everybody in the corporation, except the little department that he works in. Mm -hmm. And they have very different personalities. And like everybody outside of their office absolutely loves him. He's got lots of accolades and stuff. But these people are like, okay, you don't have a Southern twang in your voice, so we don't like you. Um, Yeah, like you take on so many projects. Yeah. We don't like you. Yeah. You're smart. We don't like you. And so his boss was like, yeah. And his boss was like, um, you need to change like your personality, um, to make these other people happy. And I was like the hell that you do. That's the weirdest thing in the world. They're telling you to change as opposed to like having a conversation with people. And, like kind of seeing yes. where people are coming from and understanding. And that's why they, I mean, they put you in boxes. So you hang out with, you know, you're in your own echo chamber. You don't actually yeah. understand what anyone, you don't have those conversations. I feel like most of the time, a lot of shit can't be resolved with just sitting down, actually hearing them out because we are all so alike and yeah. we all don't want different things. You know what I mean? We all just, you know what we don't want to, you know what we want to do? Make our paycheck, get our bills paid and be fucking happy. At the end of the day, grab a beer. Is that too much to fucking ask? But that was the weird thing. It was like, you change your personality so that these people will like you better. Well, that's the leftist agenda. And I said, said, but here's the thing. Is he going to have the same conversation with them and say, change your personality so that people will like you better? Of course not. Like I said, no. this is the leftist agenda. That, it's not, it's they not, hang, do- but hey, it's not just see that leftist agenda piece of it is is divisive in and of itself, right? This is like this is a larger societal right. problem that's at at the highest of levels. What you're describing is essentially just they're trying to tell each person how you're supposed to be based on where you are and society and culture and civilization. And because you're in this spot, you're supposed to act a certain way. There's no one out here telling you, no, just be your true authentic self and 
and live your life that way and start to assimilate yourself into society based on all of that. It's not just exactly. It's not a left or a right thing. This is the world that we live in. But you know, what's really funny is that the corporation is very closely aligned with global initiatives and, uh, the, the World Economic Forum's mm-hmm. Build Back Better stuff and the World Health Organization and mm-hmm. whatnot. And I'm like, oh, my God, where have I read this shit before? Like, you will conform and you will do what we say and you will be who we tell you to be yeah. or you won't be. Yeah, I mean, this is all, that's everything that they've put out there as part of this whole great reset that's come from Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum and everything oh, that's kind 100%. of been been in play. And that's why, again, I have a problem with, this stuff has been in play for a while now and we're just kind of catching wind of it because they've started to really put it out there. But these things, this, this wasn't planned and put into play when uh, Donald Trump lost the election and Joe Biden won. These things are all happening while Donald oh, Trump yeah. was, it's Donald Trump was in, in office. For a long time. So that's yeah. why my whole thing, when people are like, oh, it's a leftist mm-hmm. agenda and you can point it to a build back better thing is like, no, 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 guys. Like this has always been there. They've always uh, been doing this. And, and what Ken? I, I was just more or less tying it to like a lot of the, um, a lot of the stuff they want to pass. That's all it is. It's like, hey, yes. we think we should live this way, so you need to live this way. That's what I was kind of tying it to. Yeah. Not to say this is all left doing it, because obviously it is a bigger picture. I'm just saying, I, I'm just kind of drawing the comparison. That's all. Yeah, and I, I get what you're saying, because like um, one of the big things I've been saying like all over social media is the hatred toward anybody and everybody that doesn't believe in uh either vaccines or vaccine passports, mm-hmm. you right. know, and, and that has been like a huge issue. And I swear I can't get on anything without seeing that. And it's so funny because first the Biden administration was like, yes, absolutely. We're going to do vaccine passports and you can't go anywhere unless you're vaccinated and you can't travel and you can't go to, you know, crowded places and you can't buy groceries and you can't do this. And then all these states started coming out um, from their legislation that they passed. And they're like, nope, you're not going to do those forced passports here because states' rights and we're not going to do well, that. Whatever happened to HIPAA, though? Isn't that like a HIPAA thing? Like, oh, really a massive, massive, massive violation. Because one of the things I saw the other day. Um, was that one of their plans that the Biden administration was working on before, of course, they did a complete 360. Um, They said that they want to make it so that your medical information is shared with businesses and the businesses will have access to your uh, health records to let them know whether you should be admitted for business or not. And I thought, oh, holy hell, they are going to get their asses sued off because that is a complete flagrant violation of rules. But let me add this little caveat. The Obama administration is the one that started electronic medical records. Mm -hmm. They made it mandatory for every freaking facility in the United States to get it, 
They also changed the coding from ICD-9 to ICD-10 coding, which goes directly into the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization already has access to everything that every person on this planet has ever been diagnosed with. They have your diagnosis codes and any procedures you've ever had done. Those were done by the Obama administration. If you think for two seconds that this uh, vaccine passport or you're not going to be able to buy groceries or get goods and services uh, unless we get your medical records um, just started, you're full of shit because uh, remember years ago when Mark Zuckerberg wanted to get into the medical records business? No, I don't electronic records business after he got in trouble with Facebook for the first time because China got all of everybody's information. Yeah. Yes. I remember this Mm -hmm. now because that was, and then right after that, it was like, Oh no, we want to be in the electronic health records business. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Like, right. And you can't even keep, you can't even keep Facebook user information private, but you want to be exactly because they just got, they just got wink hacked again and this, the other day. But I, the, the part that I don't... So you just went... You you told us what happened under Obama, and we obviously mm-hmm. see what's happening now with Biden, but there's mm-hmm. that piece in the middle that not a lot of people like to have the conversation about, and it especially took center stage the last like four to six months of his presidency, but Donald Trump essentially became a vaccine salesman. I mean, he had this whole Operation Warp Speed that they shoved in front of your face, and it was just like, as he was going out the door... It was vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. So it was everything was set up and queued up. The the virus hit. And then all of a sudden we had the vaccine. And now you see where we're at. So it's like all these dominoes are falling the same way for a specific reason. Yeah. And I'm I am not um, I'm not a fan of vaccines. Everybody knows that and everybody knows why. Um But all of this stuff, like none of it makes sense. None of these are approved, which is funny as shit to me because literally even memes now on all social media are getting disclaimers um, from, quote, fact checkers working for tech companies. And they are posting fake information in their disclaimer Mm -hmm. that these these vaccines are fully approved by the FDA. No, they are not. They are approved monthly through the Emergency Use Authorization Act. They have not been fully approved. Nobody has applied for approval yet. Um, Pfizer BioNTech said they were going to apply, but they have not yet. And, and you know what's um, crazy? I was talking to someone yesterday at the bar. He's all pro-vax and everything like that. And he's like, dude, the info's there. The stats are there. I go, no, 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 sweetheart. No, they're not. This, you are the stat. That's why I go, yeah. I, I had to tell him too, you know, when they give you something, you are the product. They're getting your information from all this shit. You are the test. You are the test subject. He goes, well, yeah, I signed up for the Johnson & Johnson. I go, no, everybody that's getting these vaccines are test subjects. That's Yes, what they because are. trials are not completed until twenty. 20- 23. So you are all essentially lab rats. Yes, you are. I love say there's the meme. (laughs) I love the meme that's out there where it's like two rats peeking around a corner. And uh, the one says to the other, like, are we up next? And the other rat says, no, they're not done doing human trials yet. Exactly. (laughs) True. And you know, what's funny about that? When I recorded with you guys, remember, 
I talked a little bit about transhumanism and how I felt like we are the supercomputers and it's not merging us with technology, which is more brilliant. It's merging us who are the supercomputers with other things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Right after we recorded, (laughs) this happens every time, I swear to God. Um, There have been stories that were released where mice are being bred with humans and also pigs are being bred with humans. Um, (laughs) I just want to, I want to go the full Alex Jones had the documents for years. There are human chimera out there. They are testing them. They are making vaccines with this DNA. And you would be correct. And you did a very good job on that. But here's the thing. And a lot of people are like, oh, you're insane. Like, that doesn't happen. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, there was two articles released about that. But guess what? The U.S. military also has a database that you can access. A lot of it is under the Air Force. So you can actually go and search for that and pull up records with trials that they are doing. Um, These human slash mouse breeding and human slash pig breeding have been going on for a very, very long time. So I want to know what a human mouse and a human pig look like. Um, But, you know, I talked about where, um, which I I may have talked about this on another show, but it was like, they like, what do you think Bigfoot is? What do you think Loch Ness is? They breed different species together, and they're usually done on Air Force bases. And I'm just saying, um, this has been going on for a while. So if you're seeing like mutated animals, mutated like well, we, human, we know the Nazis whatever. did it. We know the yeah. Nazis did it, and the Nazis came to America. So why would they stop? <laughs> you know, I have a I have a very good friend. Um, it's a lady that was actually one of the twins that Joseph Mengele experimented on in Auschwitz. Um, her and her sister went through all kinds of things. They actually have a Holocaust museum um, in the town that I'm originally from. But she could tell you all kinds of stories about the things that they did to them. If you've never watched her stuff, never looked her up. Her name is Eva Kaur. Um, and you can find like on YouTube or or whatnot if they haven't like erased them all because now they're trying to say that Auschwitz never happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, like she's amazing to talk to and her stories are are phenomenal. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, <laughs> the transhumanism stuff does exist. Now, I want to ask you guys, did you hear about the um the HI- HIV vaccine? Uh, no. That's in clinical trials now? <laughs> yeah. Well, and th- that's the other thing. You know, uh the virus, you know, the HIV, it is a virus like this coronavirus and all that shit. So, yes. I guess, you know, Playing by their logic and rules, why aren't we six feet away from everyone with AIDS? Why doesn't everybody with AIDS have a mask on? Why? It, that, that's like you just ask these questions and people get mad at you. They're like, "Well, this is different. This is different." Like, okay, 
but it's not different. And um, I've had this conversation with my mom because my mom is very brainwashed. And I've said she gets really pissed at me like she won't speak to me anymore now. (laughs) But it's like, okay, mom, I'm like, let me break it down for you. Like, let me break down what Corona is, what it means, how long it's been around. It's been, it's, it was discovered in like 1937. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on now. It's been around forever. I've lived through SARS patients, MERS patients, whatever. I'm like, is there ever a time every year, mom, when you wear a glove, gown, and a mask uh, for flu season or... Uh, the stomach bug or anything else? Well, see, I think the no? big thing with all mm-hmm. this is it's not germ. Germ theory isn't what it is. It's terrain theory. And you look at everybody right. that's gotten sick is that right. their bodies are shit. They look like 50 pounds of shit stuffed in a 30 pound bag. They look like right. shit. And that's why they wind up dying. <laughs> if germ theory, I love the, if germ theory was real, no one would be alive to talk about it. That's true. <laughs> And, you know, the funny thing is, like with this um, HIV vaccine, it's in the phase one clinical trials. <laughs> Miraculously, it has a 97% success rate <laughs> uh, in in helping people to develop the antibodies to treat HIV. They're going to try to push that. But here's the interesting thing about it. It is the exact identical stuff that they used in the COVID vaccine. Mm. They're using the same molecular structures, um, the same, you know. Delivery um, system. Yeah, same delivery system. It's the same uh, antibodies that they're trying to get you to build. It's the exact same thing, only it's for HIV. And I thought, do you know that most vaccines that you get have um, – that particular thing in it like yeah the flu that, that protein has the or whatever blue yeah. in it yeah like they have live parts of whatever disease and so hmm, and how many people want to rush out and get the hiv vaccine when it comes on the market because they're going to try to make that mandatory too well they got to be careful remember last time azt that killed a lot of people too so i uh, i pumped but the brakes know, on the, getting anything and the interesting thing about the hiv is that fauci Fuck cheesy. Um, Tony. He's the same one that stole uh, HIV research and stuff before. And then all of a sudden, miraculously, the company that he has lots of stock investments in is also manufacturing the HIV vaccine. Yeah, it's coincidence. Mm. What are you, conspiracy theorists, Janet? I don't know. <laughs> So the the funny thing about the conspiracy stuff, and I love that term because conspiracies are bullshit. Um, I mean, the word the conspiracy is a yeah, bullshit. Conspiracies are real. And so we're all nut jobs and crazy people because <laughs> we choose to think about stuff in another way. Um, Silicon biotech companies are now working on infusing young children's blood into older people to hack aging. Hmm. Sounds like adrenochrome. I thought that was a conspiracy theory. Well, shit, I think Peter Thiel used to do that shit. actually working on that. Hmm. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that shit. 
I mean, it, I I feel like they they've known this shit, and I think I think Peter Thiel was the guy who would actually have younger people, and he get like young blood transfusions and all that shit. I don't think it's anything new. I think uh, now they're just putting it out there, and now people are getting all worked up over that, mm. especially after but the little Nasek shit. Yeah, but wait, we were all crazy people yeah, for right. mentioning it or thinking about it, and that's why I always say like, there's no such thing as a conspiracy theory. Uh, because when have we been wrong right. about pretty much anything ever? We're batting a thousand, dude, or damn near close. But no, it's it's not even that we're right all the time. It's like we're thinking at least. Even if we're wrong, we're thinking. We're not just like going with the flow, go along to get along. We're not doing that shit. Exactly. So I just want to tell you guys again, thank you so much um, for coming on the show I know you guys are super busy. You're always doing a bunch of stuff, but congratulations again on all of your downloads, your success, because you guys are amazing and you deserve it. Thank you. Is Shane alive? I'm here for Shane. (laughs) Was he napping? No, I'm here. I just get lost. The whole like the nitty gritty on the vaccine and the virus and all the other stuff. I just kind of, I don't like to put my power there. So I just kind of tune it out when it, whenever anyone goes there, it's just, Oh, so you just ignore me. No, I'm here. I said, thank you. So that's so rude. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. See, that's what I was saying before, Janet, like I'm into this shit. Like I'll entertain it because it is kind of not, not that it's fun that all this shit's going down, but it's like, fun to find shit out you know what i mean find truths oh, that's exactly. what's cool to me but no thank you very much for saying all those nice things janet you greatly appreciate people it. like you made our show that much better and possible it's true you know i just love you guys and i love what you do and i love all of your guests and your listeners are amazing and supportive and fun and that's why i love this community because everybody supports each other so you know, where can they find your stuff at, guys? Go, ahead, Go Ken. Oh, you're looking for me to do it, huh? Yeah, man, you've been quiet. I want you to speak up, man. I want your voice heard. We are on, so you can find us. Our podcast is on every podcast platform there is. So whatever you use to listen, we are there. Um, you can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram. It's at Black Pill Radio with an underscore on the end. We are also now on Rockfin, so all of our podcasts, regular content is on there. We also do premium content on there where we do a number of extra bonus things with different guests, interesting people. Ken does his own thing on there. So when you see like Ken, well, we're not on Zoom, but normally when we're on Zoom, you'll see Ken's Cocoa Bombs pop up. So Ken's on Rockfin every week, uh, dropping a couple times a week. His little gag videos are about 10 minutes long. They're actually really hilarious. Ken does a good job. I give him credit for that. Um, so go check those out on Rockfin and YouTube. We're on YouTube. So hit us up on YouTube, just Black Pill Radio. You'll find us on there as well. And I'll follow them on Twitter and Instagram as well. Yes. Do you it. Mean first, <laughs> yeah. Follow. Go, go, go. We have some good content. Ken's always acting a fool. So you can't, you can't miss with those. Fun times, fun times. So to recap, don't don't text your ex. That's a bad idea. Stay positive. Keep positive. Send out good vibrations only. Don't yes. be negative. Yes. And we shall see you next time. Have a good one. Thanks, Janet. Thank you.